When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin, and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello, Northampton Town won their first game in four at home to Tranmere Rovers in a five-goal ding-dong. Goals from Fraser Matthew Horsfall, who got two, and Mitchell Bernard Pinnock were enough to take all the points on Saturday. The result was the Cobblers of Northampton three points clear in second place in Division 4. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that's a three! Yeah! Yeah! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I can't keep doing it. I'm Charles and this is the award-winning podcast about Northampton Town made for and by Cobblers fans. Hello, um, joining me this week to celebrate the Cobblers 125th, that is bloody old, uh, anniversary are... Chessie Coleman and Danny Brothers. How are you guys? Are you well? Are you feeling party-like? I've had a great weekend. Wonderful. Absolutely, stunningly wonderful, excellent, fabulous. All those wonderful adjectives to describe it. Any more superlatives coming from you, Mr. Brothers? Yes, hey. all of them. All, all of them. Them. <laughs> uh, disappointed, Charles, that you didn't give us full names in the, in the uh, <laughs> intro there. Oh, uh, I should have done it. Yeah, never mind. It's all right. It's just just a little. No, it's all right. You you carry on. Next time, 
when it when it's 150 yeah 150 anniversary 90 years old (laughs) when you'll actually sound like that bloke that you did an impression of earlier (laughs) hello (laughs) hello (laughs) that's a town at our top of the premier league after a sumptuous 5-0 win over leicester (laughs) (laughs) oh what a weekend that was fun it was wasn't it it? that that was just what kenny duker ordered (laughs) The thing is, I think I speak to for a lot of Northampton Town fans, and I know it was mentioned on the radio by Jake Sharp and a couple of people on Twitter, there couldn't have been a more fitting result than 75 minutes on the clock, cruising at 3-0, to be absolutely terrified that we're going to lose, <laughs> lose it or even draw it. I don't know what was worse. Um, I know. On 90 minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, I was getting ready to give Kenneth Robert John Duker a phone call for some aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did just Google his full name for you. Wasn't it fantastic? It was brilliant. I tell you why it was so fantastic. It wasn't just that we got a win, obviously. Because, I mean, let's be honest here. I don't think any of us, as soon as we saw that, oh, like, uh, I think the club tweeted to say there were about 300 tickets left, in the all in the East Stand as well. Um, they had to put that in there, didn't they? Um, <laughs> we, we thought, <laughs> we all went, oh, big occasion. What do the cobblers normally do? Mm. So we were all a little bit like, oh, let's go and enjoy the day and try and just enjoy it regardless of the result. I mean, brilliant for us to actually, you know, have all those fans in 7,300. And I think 700 of them were from Tranmere, roughly. So to have all of those fans in Sixfields was brilliant. To then get a win, to have a really, I thought, in good game with a really good atmosphere as well was absolutely fantastic. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't just having the legends coming out at half time. It wasn't just the new kit, the resplendent chocolate and brown. Oh, look, it wasn't just that. The other bit that absolutely made my day was getting to spend it with the three of you. (laughs) And Neil is included in that. He obviously isn't here today to record, but oh, it was nice seeing all of you at half time. We were back together again. We were briefly. First we... time since August, all <laughs> in one place. Yeah. First time since someone opened the Q and A with, "Why haven't you signed a good goalkeeper?" <laughs> um, but we'll gloss over that. I'm going to bring that back every now and then. But this was probably the my favourite game in person for many a year. I think in terms of mm-hmm. the entire day. It's like you said, like we started it off by, and we had lunch together, Charles. We had a lovely, did have lunch together. Yeah, sumptuous lovely. meal in oh. the in the tavern. Um, then we met some slackers, some of our fan club members in the pub, which was brilliant. What, uh, and we'll come Absolutely. on to more of that later because there's a story in there that we have to share um, from our friend <laughs> Brian. Um, and just the general atmosphere around the place, the the hoopla around the 125. Everyone was in good spirits. And like you say, it's usually when three o'clock hits, that's when it turns sour, but it didn't. And and just the way that we went about stuff, we, we were playing with pride. We we played, like we matched the occasion. occasion. Yeah. 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 And which is very rare for us to do. And I think now we've got a, we've got a point to say, actually, it doesn't always happen where we sell out. Because you were saying before the game, I think, Charles, when was the last mm-hmm. time we actually matched the occasion with a performance like that? I was throwing out 
You were playoffs and things like things yeah. from twenty years ago that you were scoffing at, saying it's not it's not enough. <laughs> um, I want but we've more, got, damn it! <laughs> we've got a reference point now from when it went right, and it was just such a good day. And I think it just like the result was great. The but everything around it was so much night was even better. I think because it it just kind of brings back to you all of the you're celebrating the birthday. You kind of reflect on it and you think actually. The, the wins are great, but it's who you spend it with and who you who you spend time with before and after the game and who you go through these emotions with that makes it to, like even better, doesn't it? So it, it was just, in, I just absolutely love that day, that this game. And I think it's going to be one that we come back to when we look back on memories in the in the future, even just say, actually, that game was one of the best at Sixfields, I think, in terms of the whole day, the whole occasion. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I concur. It was fantastic. It really was. And also, one more thing to say, Charles. Mm. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> I've got so about loud. ten. Been sleeping with it. I've got like ten. I collected loads. <laughs> did you just pick them up as you went out? <laughs> of course, I did. I'm a child. Oh, I only saw. Uh, did you get multicolored ones? Because I saw that there were some white and there was some claret. Were there yeah. any other colors? Or is it just white and no, claret? No, it's just claret, claret and white. And white. I, think. I think the yes. idea being claret and white, Giles. I don't, I don't know <laughs> that It's not means, likely to be a pink one <laughs> yeah. in there to celebrate that pink kit we once yeah, had. Yeah. I just thought... Or I just a lime wondered. green one. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> An orange and speckled oh. star one. Oh, dear. Oh. What, a, what a kit that was. What a kit. It was fantastic. I love that kit. And also as well, I think it was... It made it feel a bit different, didn't it? it I, I know the occasion was, was completely kind of built up and we'd had the big build up throughout the week but actually having that when they walked out with that kit it was like oh actually this this is actually something quite special isn't it it really was a special day yeah it was I mean just the whole thing I mean the fact that we got to spend a bit of time together um the four of us as a pod team we got Haribo um... <laughs> it's <did>, finally <laughs> Finally, the Haribos came out. Months um, late, it was. We got, got it. we got, as you said, Danny. We got to see all. The, well, not all of them, but we got to see a large percentage of our slackers from the fan club uh, at our meetup that we did before the game. That was that was really fun. It was so nice to see everybody in person and to just be able to have you know, an actual face-to-face conversation. I mean, our Slack channel is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. And if you want to join it, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. (laughs) Honestly, seeing everybody face-to-face because of how wonderfully... Are you? Uh, it's very positive, isn't it, our Slack channel? I mean, don't get me wrong. We're all Cobblers fans, so we all still have a little bit of a moan from time to time. <laughs> but everybody is very positive towards each other. It's very friendly, very welcoming, and very nice and pleasant, isn't it? Um, and it's great that that camaraderie yes, has good word. been developed yeah. and in person. I, I, it felt like, actually, everyone being able to sort of say hello, I'm this man that's behind the keyboard, um, you know, we just cemented the relationships even further. It was brilliant. Mm, was so Absolutely good. brilliant. And I want to just give a, a shout out, actually, first of all, um, to one of our newest patrons. Um, his name is Brian Robbins, and he's from Alabama in the United States of America. Um, he, jo- he only joined the Patreon last week. Um, but we met him on Saturday. 
he came to the tavern. And it's a wonderful, wonderful story. So essentially, he met a couple of Cobblers fans on Twitter, um, one of which is one of our patrons, John T. Hi, John T. Who, after having having a conversation and finding out that Brian and uh, his partner, Christine, were coming over um, from the US, they're coming over for a, at least a week because they also support Everton. And there's a, a connection from of Brian's surname coming back to Northampton, which is why he started following us, which I thought is brilliant. Um, so he started following the Cobblers in 2015-16. And obviously that then gives him a further connection to Everton because of Dominic Calvert-Lewin now playing for Everton. Um, and he decided that even though the, the Everton supporters club, I think that he's a member of over at home in Al, uh, Alabama, uh, are coming over to watch a game at Goodison Park next week. He thought, come over a week earlier and we'll go and take in a game at Sixfields. And it just so happened it was this weekend and this game, the 125th anniversary. Anyway, John T made sure that he got tickets. John T made sure he knew where to go. And he got everything sorted and Brian turns up to the pub, says hello with Christine in tow. We all say hello. It was just brilliant. And then after the game, he popped into Carr's Bar where where a few of us met up after again. Um, He comes in. Tom Cliff then comes in. He's obviously the supporters fan representative on the board. I quickly introduced Tom to, um, to Brian and Tom went, literally, hold my beer. And and took both Brian and Christine to go and meet John Brady and Colin Coldwood. Just what a wonderful so good. story! <clears throat> so good, brilliant. And I, I I love how football can do that, it's, isn't it? It's amazing. Like a little League Two club for someone in Alabama to end up there and meeting the manager and everything like that. So, so I know good. it's just just a brilliant story. And I ju- I just you know publicly here and now, obviously. Brian, it was so good to meet you. Christine, it was lovely to meet you as well. Um, thank you so much for for coming over. Thank you for your support as well for the podcast. But just John T, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant sterling work. Well done to you, sir. It was lovely to have a drink with you on Saturday, as it was to have a drink with all of the other patrons that we met. It was really, really good. And, and also, a big thank you to anybody that said hello on Saturday, whether you're a Patreon member, just a you know, whoever you are, just a yeah. fan, a listener, whatever. Ticket People office saying, man. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Sorry, I should have. I should have. Caught, I really should have caught his name because he <laughs> recognised my name on the ticket um, when he gave it to me. Um, and then I was trying to get Jeffy's, and then I couldn't remember Jeffy's first name because <laughs> we just called a Jeffy, and so it was the official Francesca name that I just had. To, took me a while to get into, but but yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Great. Love that. Hello, ticket office man. (laughs) Well done, ticket office man. I have to make one a personal thank you to Danny for picking up my tickets because I couldn't get there for 12 o'clock. And a personal apology to anyone that was looking forward to seeing me uh, at the tavern and saying hello. I was stuck on the M1 with most of Northamptonshire. Oh, dear. (laughs) I wasn't even supposed to be on the M1. All that pesky (laughs) traffic. But yeah, it it was a fab game, uh, a fab day even. And that leads us on to the fab game as well, um, which we witnessed. Now, like you were saying, Danny, I did really enjoy it. And maybe it is because we won, and maybe that's 
that's why maybe I wouldn't be feeling as giddy as I do had we uh, not taken all three points. But it was just, it was really good. And I will say, Tranmere were, weren't very good at all. They I mean, until the I last 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah, until the last 20 minutes when they seemed to get their act together. But a bit like I said to you, I think, Danny, at the time, and, and your brother as well, was it that Tranmere up their game or was it that we kind of allowed them into I, it? I personally think that oh, it's going to be controversial, but I'm going to say oh, it. I think the weather had a lot to do with it. Yeah, because it was very windy, it, wasn't it, it? And I don't think anyone really realised that until they got out of the ground. I think the telltale sign was that Roberts, although he's incredible and fantastic and the saves he makes are, are on point, um, kicking wasn't great second half from that end. And any time they tried to get some kind of foothold in the game and on the ball, they couldn't. And it was almost a mirror image of what Tranmere was struggling with in the first half. Now, all right, Tranmere didn't necessarily really come alive, like you say, till the last 20 minutes. But I do think that wind had a massive impact on the flow. Um, and I think that's... And I actually said to Sean before the game, we really need to pick it in that way first half to get in front because the wind is going to play a huge part. Yeah, I mean, it certainly did because uh, the Tranmere keeper had the same issue, didn't mm. he, um, yeah. with a few of his. And, and you could you could tell if, if the ball went up in the air... It didn't come it down. Would, yeah, it would, yeah, it would blow <laughs> back in the direction it come from towards the south stand, wouldn't it? Whereas if you managed to keep it low and fairly flat in terms of its trajectory in the air, then it would travel. But anything sort of high and floaty would just get caught <laughs> in the wind. High and floaty. High and floaty. Sounds like a really rubbish Britain's Got Talent duo. <laughs> Oh dear, move over Stavros flatly. <laughs> <laughs> I think the third goal was very important. Yes. Oh, really? It, it yeah, definitely was. Because yeah. I think what it what it did, if anything, is one gave us a cushion, which is fairly obvious, but two just relieved a little bit of pressure because it was very one-sided for big parts of that second half. I don't think we played particularly badly at all second half like you say, the wind. But secondly as well, I think Tranmere did come out with a bit more intent, especially when their subs came on. But I think Neil mentioned this on, on Saturday, and I, I do agree that we were massively adaptable um, and the subs that were made really, really worked and were really, really effective. Um, controversially, I think Danny Rose did a really, really good job. And I kind of think we might not have won that game without him because he came on to do exactly what Danny Rose does, which is fall on the ground and win a free kick. And he won about three or four in our half when the pressure was really on. So I think we adapted really well. That's the kind of Danny Rose we need and when we need him. Last 10 minutes of a real iffy part of a game, that's when we need him. That's the kind of player he is. And that was the, that adaption was really, really key. Very impressed with the way we adapted. Yeah, you were right. Neil did say that. And he actually asked us, didn't he, when he said that he wasn't going to be able to make the recording for this week. He said, can you make sure that you confirm my credit to John Brady for changing it up and well done to the club for a great day? I think that's because, was it last, not last week, but the week before, um, Neil's been quite, I'd say, critical um, of, of, of maybe there not being a plan B or a plan C. Um, whereas he was very happy on Saturday that, to basically have that shoved back down his throat. I yeah, imagine. I also yeah. think that's I heard, what he wanted, I, isn't it? I heard um, 
some natter in when Pinnock mm. came off. People were saying, ah, oh, no, that's not right. I actually think it was because we did not need a striker. We needed, as I say, say a striker, but a midfielder, an attacker. We needed someone to shore up that defence and just get bodies behind Tranmere's attack. And I think we did that really yeah. well. I think, I think because when, 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 when it was the number 11 went up on the board and we saw that, I think you and I turned to each other, didn't we, Danny? And went, <laughs> what? What are you doing? Yeah. That for? We're in a panic, though. I think. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, and then, but actually, you you think about it, and you think about how what uh, things that we've actually said on the on the pod the last few weeks is that you know it, it almost felt like at times we've had to sort of just put Pinnock somewhere, yeah. you know, to fit him into this side, regardless of the formation, and you know, I understand why because he's probably our best attacking player. Uh, he's certainly our biggest threat, or at least he'll cause the biggest threat. But he hasn't worked very well when he's not been being played on the left wing. It, it was he was much better in that position, wasn't he? He was when absolutely When we went to the fort at the back, he's, yeah. it, we had the old Mitchie back. Well, that was Mitchie it. Baby. So then when, when we bought Tyler McGlure on in order to shore us up, although that you know, that didn't quite happen early enough, did it? Because literally it was, I think Tyler was still was just waiting, waiting to wasn't get it? on yeah. and then they scored the first of their goals, Tranmere. But it was the right decision because we've seen Pinnock not really be effect, effectual. Is that a word? I don't effective. know. Effective. Thank you. Um, I don't know where that word came from. I've just plucked it out of thin air. Um, yeah, he wasn't very effective. He's, if he's not being played in his, his best position. You so, were thinking of functional... And effective. Yeah, probably was. Yeah. Effectual. effectual. Effect, uh, just, can we just go over to Dictionary Corner for a minute? Effectual is a word. Is it? Yes. Blimey, <sighs> countdown. Yeah. Give Susie the definition. Yeah. Oh. Um, of something inanimate or abstract, successful in producing a desired or intended result. Uh, well, well done. Well done, Mitch well done. For example, <laughs> tobacco smoke is the most effectual protection against the midge. Oh, is right. it really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's midge or... <laughs> uh, yeah, the point I was making, sorry, was just that taking Pinnock off and, and, and changing the formation was the right thing to do on the basis of I don't think Pinnock would have been very effective in that sort of 3-5-2 or whatever it was that we were effectively going to. Go on, Danny. Yeah, I was going to say, going back to the original point we were trying to make about when the game changed, I think the game changed pretty dramatically when Sowerby went off. Mm. Um, and having him back is so good because we is one of those I think they were talking about after the game on the radio that he's one of those people that you just don't recognise until he's gone he's like a John and, Joe and he's been out and yeah and he's been trying to put Paul Lewis back though it just doesn't work for Paul Lewis but no. his calm on the ball and his his reading of the game is so good and he's just been a massive miss so I think as soon as he went off we seemed to lose that control in the midfield and they just came on to us well the, this is it, blood. I, was, it? I was so glad we weren't playing for another 10 minutes because I, <laughs> I think we possibly would have conceded again I'd say, yeah. I would say glad we're not playing for another 30 seconds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sat there timing the injury time as well I, I, I do think oh god you were as well was, I was like what are you oh, doing it's such it's a like, state it's like, the, it's like the first day all over again oh uh, um, Sowerby is just I mean it was great first of all to see him back on the team sheet and you know straight back in the starting 11 I thought that was great because there was no real hint that that was going to happen up until maybe about what 
24 hours earlier. Uh, Brady did, there was, there was a piece in the Cron that said we were coming back towards full fitness. Um, but, it, you know, so there was an inkling, wasn't there, that we might have him back. But to see his name on the team sheet, I was like, yes, that's that's what we needed to see. Plus to then see that, you know, no offence to Tyler McGlaw whatsoever, but to see him on the bench meant the formation change. So when going back to the back four, that was another real positive before kickoff, I thought, um, for, for all of us as fans, because we were starting to go, look at that team. That team looks balanced. It looks like, you know, it's going to cause problems for the defence. It also looks like it's going to be pretty strong. It was really good seeing that. And I will say that I always think that Sowerby alongside McWilliams, that central midfield partnership is just superb. There's been a lot of talk over the you know the last few weeks while Sowerby's been out injured about how we've been so light in central midfield. And there's been talk, I think we've said it, about how Sean can't do it all on his own. But you watch the difference in how good people perceive Sean McWilliams' play to be when he's got Jack Sowerby next to him. Because he's got the freedom to go and do the stuff that we all love to see him do. Whereas with Jack, you don't really necessarily see what he's doing. But, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? Yeah. Sean McWilliams is a definite confidence player. When he, he, you get the best out of Sean McWilliams, one when you've got a manager that, that sees the potential in him and, and he flourishes under that. And two, when you've got players around him that one can keep him in check because he's a firecracker, isn't he? But that's a good thing. And two, when he's got the ability to actually pass, play passing football. But one thing he's brilliant at, heading the ball. Heading the ball point perfectly for an attacker to roll onto and then a goal to be scored. Because that ha- exact sequence happened this weekend. Because Apare as well. Oh, oh Apare. I'm renaming him. Okay, so we've got the king, obviously, for Koiki. <laughs> right, he is called Apare of Sunshine because the oh, man is just that. brilliant. <laughs> he's just absolutely brilliant. I don't care how many goals he scores. Okay, because I don't think he's one of those out and out goal scorers, but the ability that he has on the ball to force people into that penalty area to get goals is almost priceless. The I, I wonder what his assist rate is in terms of getting people into the box because I mean Pinnock's goal he effectively has passed it, and everyone well, thinks it was, oh, it's it was the wrong up for his assist. It's, oh yeah, we thought I mean. it was the wrong pass. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's the wrong pass, but it was perfect. He, his hold-up play is so good. Oh, isn't it, it is. As well? it's like, it's, yeah. It just make it when you've got, you know, I don't, don't want to go on about people who like being too negative about Danny Rose and stuff, but when you've got him up there, it doesn't feel like it's going to stick ever. Um, with Apare, you know, it's, he's going to hold on to it. It at least gives us a chance to get up the pitch. And he looks a bit isolated for the first 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, but actually, he does hold it up well enough for the likes of Pinnock and Hoskins to catch him up and Lewis to catch him up as well to create things. I, We've got to keep him fit as well. That's the that's the most important thing because we've had in and outs of you know Chanka Zimba's back on the bench this weekend, but Epi is out now for about two or three weeks. They said so. It's so important to keep the core of the team fit: the Horsfalls, the Guthries, the McWilliams, Salbys, the Apare. And that's the, that's my main worry now is that we're we're still pretty much a good eleven, and it's when you take a cog out still, isn't it that? things start to slip. I would say he's probably one of our most important cogs at the minute. Mm. 
Cogget. Yes, Cogget. Oh, we haven't talked about um, the King's Chance. I was getting ready to throw all my Haribos <laughs> in your direction, like a, a confetti of Haribo, <laughs> if that went in. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. I, I just wish it would have gone in. Because it just would have, I would have, it would have just been fantastic. But how many chances did they need on that occasion? <laughs> when there are four of them at one point. I think so. I think it was oh, a four. Oh, it was like, oh scramble, no. Proper scramble though. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, so um, that's League Two football. It's his best, isn't it? Oh God, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, I want to ask you because there's, there's an awful lot over the last few weeks. In fact, over the entire season that it feels like to me that We've not, and it's very easy, I will say this straight away, it's very easy for me to say this off the back of a win, right? But I want to talk about how negative we always seem to be. We always seem to be, and I'm sure that this is football fans in general, and it isn't just Cobblers fans, but all this sort of noise, we'll call it, about the fact that, well, about the league being poor, or, you know, we're, we're lucky to be second, or the fact that, well, we only score goals from set pieces all of these things that are negatives towards I mean did did the two of you enjoy Fraser Horsall's two goals yeah absolutely I think uh, I, I know where really? that negativity comes from though Charles go on um, because me and Sean have talked about this on several occasions in this season we've both been Cobblers fans long enough to know when you've got a rubbish team you ain't got a rubbish team right um, and I mean there have been some woeful teams and the thing is when you sit and you watch a cobbler's team that are absolutely dreadful, they're absolutely dreadful. There's nothing you can do about it, right? You've got a cobbler's team in front of you that absolutely on their day can destroy teams. We've seen it. We've watched it. They're brilliant. But I think it's not necessarily negativity. It's born out of frustration. Sean said it on, on Saturday. He's like, they are the most frustrating team I've ever known being a Cobblers fan because we know the abilities there but you don't know what you're going to get on the day and I think that's that's sometimes the issue. But do you think though going and saying things like well it's a poor league we're only really second because it's a poor league I mean that's not fair is it on the team and how well we've actually done I mean if we all go to the back to you know what we said at the start of the season when we put our predictions in for example um, as to where we thought the cobblers were going to finish um, let me just find this mine was seventh to win the playoffs uh, well um, yours was tenth actually I've got (laughs) it written down here (laughs) cobblers league positions here for the four of us Um, so me and you Chesie both of us said tenth um, Danny, oh. you said eighth, and <laughs> Neil said third. So on, out Neil. of all of us, Neil Neil's is the closest <laughs> to actually getting a correct prediction. Obviously, still a few games to go. Neil did say we'd win the league last season as well. Yeah, he did, didn't he, last season? But I think he he said he was taking this one a little bit more um, seriously. <laughs> Although then he did give um, Rico being sacked for leaving cans of Ibrew in Coldwood's office every week. <laughs> 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 um, so there you go. Um, but I think judging on the fact that we all, the three of us that are on the pod right now, none of us were even expecting playoffs. So at the moment, the team are exceeding our expectations. And they deserve credit for that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they absolutely yeah. do. But just at the moment, because we're, we are, we might have won ye- uh, yesterday. Well, as of recording day, yesterday. Um, 
But our season, I think, still is on a knife edge because you've got a lot of teams that have got games in hand and you've got a lot of teams below us that are on mega runs, the likes of Mansfield. Also, Charles, on the comment of, oh, it's a poor league, it is a poor league, right? But every team, by the by the League 2 standard, it is generally a poorer league than what we've witnessed. But that goes for everything, right? Because we've seen enough games to know because we've only got about 11 left. Or is it 10 left now? I don't know. But anyway. so Don't we say that every season, though? Every season we say it's a poor division. No, 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 no. Not like this. I, I don't know, you know. I think football fans in general will always say that, oh, it's a poor division. Especially especially team, uh, sorry, fans of teams that are expecting to be good. No, I, uh, I don't I agree. Which I think we are, regardless of whether, you know, what our suggestion was or, our, sorry, our predictions were. I think... We still have it in our head that we are a, a top end of League Two team at the very least and that that's where we should be, rightly or wrongly. But I do think that football fans say, oh, it's a poor league. Well, of course it's a poor league. It's the fourth division of English football. It's it's not the best of the best of the best, is it? But also, also the thing is we've, we can only judge it on when we play them. No one's, no one's out there watching... Exeter against Hartlepool on a Tuesday night to judge how they are in that game, are they? Yeah, yeah, it's that we well, we played Mansfield, didn't we, early in the season? We probably thought, you know, rubbish. Mm. But now they're fifth. And they're the team that we're probably most worried about, I'd say. Um like people like teams go in fits and starts and we only see them for two games. We only see the opposition for two games. So it's it's difficult to properly judge, isn't it, with what kind of standard the league is. And I, I actually think what the top 10 now are decent from what I can see mm. and f- from, from having played a couple of them twice. Um, and it's, I don't think it's a poor league, but I think as well, we, we kind of get distracted by the fact that we have been good and we know what we're capable of basically. Um, we know that we can be better. So when we're not as good, like for example, at Rochdale and like in the second half against Walsall, that's, it's more frustration, I think than anything for me that we know we can do a lot better than that. Charles is one fair. team not doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Single figures. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, that should, we, should we have a little look? Uh, eight points? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <sighs> Can you imagine? Oh, By the way, I'm not advocating that it's definitely going to happen, but I'm just living a bit of a dream at the moment because it is absolutely. happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's live the dream. It's always fun. Yeah, absolutely. Let me live my five-minute dream and then it will come (laughs) crashing back down next Saturday. (laughs) Carlisle. By the way, Danny, um, Mm -hmm. Tuesday night, I might just partake in a little bit of Exeter City versus Swindon Town. (laughs) Right, go for it. You go for it. (laughs) Or where where are you going to watch that? Or I might watch Big John Yems against Bristol Rovers. Yeah, you go for it. Going to pay a tenner for it. I presume that you can go on the iFollow. I presume you can just sign up to iFollow on any... uh, and any teams and just go and watch you, it. You go for it, go I wouldn't for it. want to play Bristol Ravers now, I'm telling you. I that's, think I think we might have to do that soon. That's a dangerous we? game. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to sit in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure we've got to do that soon at some point. In fact, in three games time. So to be fair, like Joey Barton did say earlier in the week that they're coming into form at the right time and then lost to Newport. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, brilliant. Before we move on, Charles, I don't yes. know if you want to move on. Um, just want to mention Tramio as well, because I think if we'd have been playing a... Who are we going to name? Barrow. Let's, let's say Barrow, because mm-hmm. that's quite safe. If we were playing a Barrow, I don't think the occasion would have felt as good. 
but Tramir obviously turned out in the numbers, made a lot of noise. Mm. And I think it was a good opponent for that. Yeah, it would have been dreadful if there was only only a uh, hundred and something fans, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. that would have been awful. Yeah. Imagine what sort of team would do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, their kit as well. I thought that was a really nice little nod. Yeah. Oh, it was. Absolutely. Yeah, it really was a nice nod to obviously what's going on in the world right now. I thought that was great. So it was their third tier or third strip top. And their away strip shorts, wasn't it? To basically make a, would you call it inverted Ukrainian flag? Because the colours are yes. the wrong way up, aren't they? Yeah. For, uh, well, unless say. you're upside down. Unless you're up, that's right, yes. So, yeah, the yellow, they went yellow shirts and uh, light blue shorts. And obviously the Ukrainian flag is um, blue and uh, then yellow. But I thought it was great. I thought that was really good. Added to the occasion, I thought. Yeah, and the um, standard ovation was absolutely fantastic as well. Brilliant. Oh, really quick it. quick one about this, right? Not about the standing ovation, not about Ukraine, but obviously what happened during that. And then what happened and went on to was that those things that you've got, Danny, that, that noisy thing, the clapper. The clappers, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts? Would you like to have those at every match? Yeah, I wasn't a fan at first. Like, well, we, we had them a while ago, didn't we? I can't remember what it was for. Oh, it's been years, I but think. It's been a while. Had them. Years. I, but yeah, long time. I actually don't mind them now, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah. Bit of fun. I mean, is it, like, is it not a bit tin pot? Nah, I don't mind it. I think as long as everybody's doing it at once and you occasionally get the, the odd one that'll just do it during the game. If you were in the Tranmere end, what <laughs> yeah. would you be saying? Oh, I'd be slagging it off. <laughs> just, I just wanted. No, look, I, I, I think actually, in terms of the atmosphere, it helped to generate the atmosphere. The one thing that I will say is that there was at least one point. I think it was when we had a corner. I quite like this. Just the clapping, you know, the, the clapping. slow clap that builds. Because we all know what's going on. The corners. Well, that's the thing, now, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love that. You like don't get that. You us, don't have it? the clappers, do you? Penalty aside, because I think it was the wrong decision to, for the penalty, okay? It was awful. Looking penalty back on it. aside, yeah. okay? That in- instant, I am taking away from what I'm about to say because the penalty decision was not right. That referee was fantastic. Best uh, ref we've had this season. Yeah, apart from that penalty decision. And do you know what the best thing about it was? It was like when you walk into a classroom as a kid and you reckon you're just going to mess about and a, and a teacher's like, <laughs> sit down. Because that Ramir <laughs> player that thought he'd, be really clever and just effectively what you can only describe as do a Tom Daly and <laughs> dive so blatantly, wax out yellow card straight away within the first nine minutes. Fantastic. Every single player knew where they stood, taking no nonsense. Let the game flow, no problem whatsoever. Really good, solid refereeing, apart from that one decision. But I'm prepared to forgive him, one, because we won, and two, because, I don't know, maybe he just felt a bit sorry for Tranmere. Good stuff, good stuff. Did you see somebody left a pair of glasses on his windscreen? Oh, did really? Yeah, like he what? somebody somebody shared an Instagram post of his. I don't it is called like whatever his name is, ref. <laughs> He's come back to his car and someone's left some glasses on his windscreen. <laughs> um I mean, I don't know okay. who's walking around with no glasses on now, but I was gonna, well, they're or walking who had some glasses to spare, or, or whether he was just doing it as a joke, whether they were his own glasses it's or so not. It's so ironic but, though, because without that decision he would be, I would, I honestly, he was so good. He was good, really he good. I think he's a championship ref, isn't he? Yeah, and you could tell. You could. Um, yeah, he was fantastic. 
minus that decision. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it was. It, it was really good refereeing. I thought I enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be saying that if we lost. But you know, that's because uh, completely biased. Anyway, <laughs> and also uh, just shouting out Trevor Kettle for giving us five minutes of injury time that wasn't even existent. Bloody Kettle! Cheers, Kev. Kev. Oh, Kev. almost Trev. ruined it, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> uh, he tried his best, didn't he? Yeah, he, he tried his best. Go on, Trevor um, Kettle. Thank you so much to each and every one of you that bought one of our It's All Cobblers to Me mugs. Um, yes, back in December and in December and January, we were selling our It's All Cobblers to Me mugs um, in order to raise money for the Western Fable Food Bank. Last week, I was able to put through a donation of £100 to the food bank, and that is all of the money that has been raised from the sale of those mugs so thank you so much to each and every single one of you that did buy a mug they're still available they're still on sale if you want to go to cobblestome.com forward slash shop um but yeah our donation to the food bank for our christmas fundraiser this year was a hundred pounds so thank you so much for that right it's time for your emails and letters It's time to read your letters out But things have changed, so listen out If you want to write about Northampton Town You'll need to write this next bit down Just have a rant, or just some fun At podcast at cobblerstome.com No matter if we lose or win Send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Danny. Yes. It's your postbag this week. Oh, mainly is it? because you're mm. the only one that's got eyes on it. Oh, eyes on, <laughs> eyes down. Eyes down. It's like bingo. Hands up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Who have we got in the postbag? Who's first? Um, Mr. Mike Fuller. Oh. The postbag. He's your night, Mike Fuller. He said, morning all. Or it could be afternoon, wherever you're listening to this. Evening. Um, Sorry I didn't get a chance to meet up with you all yesterday. A mixture of grassroots football in the morning. It's a bit harsh on Leeds, Mike. <laughs> and, um, and, and cold wife and youngest child in the afternoon. Meant I couldn't make it work next time, though. On a different note, and my postbag item, with Fraser Horsfall bagging another couple, putting him up to eight, and with the cobbler's clean sheet slash defensive record this season, are we in danger of clubs starting to sniff around him and maybe his head being turned by higher-level clubs, especially as I think he's out of contract in the summer? I'd say he is as important or maybe even more important to us than Charlie Goode was at the moment with his current form, so it's inevitable that there would be interest. Thoughts? Yes, yes, yeah. Well, John Brady said after the game, didn't he, he hinted that essentially it might be a case of League One will be the only thing that will keep Fraser here. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything that Mike has said there, and I've, I agree with everything that anybody has said about Fraser Horse in the last 24, 48 hours. He's been... Absolutely brilliant this season. Just goes to show, doesn't it, Jeffy, that when you've got a decent centre back partnership, how good you can play. I couldn't think of one that didn't work. I I just can't think in the last ten years of a of a set of cobblers defenders that didn't work. I'm just scratching my head here. Oh yes. (laughs) Hello, Kian. How are you? Enjoying the Europa League tour that you're on at the moment? It feels a bit like deja vu, doesn't it? That we're saying Mm. again towards the end of the season. That last time we're a back three. Good, Wharton, 
um, and turned Jordan, off the beard. Jordan beard oh. turned off um, there, and we thought we can't split that up. We can't split that up. It, all three of them went. Um, so I'm a bit nervous about that. Um, good bit of honesty though from old old Johnny Johnny B. Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't call him old to his face, though, mate. Uh, he doesn't look old, no. does he? He's Let's not be old. Honest. He's, a, he's a whippersnapper. He's old. He's, uh, he's old. He's, he's young. John. <laughs> Turn a phrase, John. Sorry. You've done it again. <laughs> there you go. Tough. Any more for any more? Yes. Uh, Matthew Crane uh, says, not a question, but I just wanted to say what a great day it was yesterday. Full credit should go to the club for the organisation, the fans for magnificent, magnificent support, and the players for a great performance for 70 minutes and grit and determination for the last 20 still buzzing brilliant and we should yeah. say happy birthday shouldn't we to matthew crane yes, we should. Birthday birthday, matthew crane. yes. Happy oh, birthday. um he had a special birthday um neighbor didn't he in the stand oh he did yes <laughs> he did steve he evans got, what's he, he doing there steve evans <laughs> oh. get him in there but you know the one thing so i i met matthew after the game uh, in Cars Bar, and I was chatting to him about his experience with Steve Evans, and uh, and Steve Evans apparently went to him. You lot don't like me very much, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew had a Matthew well, said, he, he had, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Matthew had a good chat with him, and Matthew actually did say to me, he was all right, you know. And I thought to myself, oh, you've been brainwashed there, mate. <laughs> I, I get the feeling he is probably a. a Decent enough bloke in person. He must be, mustn't yeah. he? I mean, at the end of the day. But anyway, yeah. I think he probably loves being the the the, the oh, pantomime, of, yeah, yeah, the pantomime yeah, yeah. villain essentially, isn't yeah. he? I mean, but yeah, same as Barry but, Fry, really, isn't it? It's like Barry Fry when you, yeah. when you watch him. I went to a. I'm not going to name the podcast, um, but there's a podcast about 90s football who do a live show, and oh, yeah. Barry Fry was the guest, and I, I I was loving it. To be fair. Um, a lot of it's pantomime. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Roz Spokes. Hi, Roz. And she spoke well. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Roz. Um, she says, what does Paul Lewis bring to the team other than ridiculous fouls? Oh, I disagree mm. with that based on yesterday. He was better, wasn't he? But I think, yeah. again, again, Sowerby was a lot to do with that. Yeah, I think so. And also, I do think that his layoff play, a bit like Apare, definitely not on the level of Apare, can we just say. Sunshine's great. So I think that... <laughs> if, you, if you didn't get that reference, which one is half an hour? <laughs> this name's going to stick. So but I think the layoff play between him and, and the strikers was, was or striker attackers was very, very good. Um, and his link-up play was good. I don't think he's perfect. And I think sometimes he can, again, like Ross says, um, give away silly fouls. But, but Saturday was a real example of how how he does things and br- what he brings to the team effectively because what he did do he did very well so i disagree based on yesterday but otherwise i think it's it's near fair fair enough fair enough if you've got any emails or letters then please do send them in to us uh, you can email us podcast at cobblers to me.com or go to our website and click on the contact page uh, right it is of course the club's 125th anniversary this week on wednesday <laughs> in fact <laughs> so that was the wrong end the wrong end. Yes, it is the club's birthday um, on Wednesday, the 9th of March. And I thought that it would be really good to end this week's pod by just 
talking about some of our favourite memories of our time as fans of Northampton Town. Um, if you've not seen it already, there's a blog post on cobblestome.com where each of us have given one of our favourite moments over the last, well, I mean, essentially, you know, me and Danny are in our 30s. So let's just take over the last sort of 25 years or so where we've been fans, uh, all, all four of us. But I, I just if you can pick out one moment, Jeffy, from your time supporting Northampton Town, what what would it be? What would your favourite be? Orient Away 2016. No question. Yes. No question whatsoever. And it's funny because for for the six years in between Anfield and Orient, I always said that nothing would ever compare to beating Liverpool on penalties. But I think that's something as a football fan that, everyone will always hold really dear if they beat if you're a small club and you beat a giant that is always going to be something that you absolutely cherish with everything but arriving on that day for a normal league 2 match obviously we're doing really well circumstances meant it was fairly similar to what we had yesterday and what unfolded during that 90 minutes it's almost indescribable um it it was just magic Pure magic. Lovely stuff. Danny, what about yours? Um, well, obviously that whole season Jeffy just talked about was ridiculous. Like that being confirmed as champions is something I thought I'd never see um, as a Cobblers fan. So that was pretty magical. Um, I wrote a lot about Wembley 97 on the blog, I think. So I'll leave that. Um, can I be a little bit controversial? Charles and Jeffy's words. Of course you can. Um, because we've had a lot of... Obviously, Anfield is right up there. Wembley is the peak for me. Anfield next. The champions, they're staying up in 2014. But I think one of my favourite memories is the Mansfield defeat. And it sounds ridiculous. In 2004, it sounds like what you, we lose on penalties. It's, it's all miserable. But I think the entire day, well, we'd lost... 2-0 in the first leg and we in that of that playoff semi-final. But that night at Mansfield, it was so passionate and so I don't know. It was just like a magical time. The 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 best defeat I think we've ever had because we've come back and won 3-1. We've got to extra time. We've had all the controversy around it. But the turnout from the Cobblers fans, the noise we made was insane. And to go out of that ground I think it was a little bit. It was just so much pride in that performance and that then that in that day and like the you just see again the potential that the club has got and it took a couple of years to get promoted again, but it just always sticks out in my mind that 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 playoff defeat um, about how proud that away following was and I think it's just and every time we have a big match like that we we get a crowd like that don't we and we just we just think oh what what if what if we actually did make it up to the to like top of league one championship with there's so much there um and can i also say charles of course you can when i'm here the cobbler show this week was superb on bbc oh wasn't it and it's worth going back and listening to if you haven't already um some of the memories on there the, the banter between ricky holmes and chris wilder um abdul <laughs> osman making an appearance as well um and it was just yeah it's just so good i was welling up quite a few times listening to that and listening to some of the commentaries that they overlaid onto it. It was so good. They did a superb job. Yeah, it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. I listened to it on 
uh, Friday when I was traveling down and it was just, it was just fabulous. It really was a great listen. So hats off to the team at BBC Radio Northampton for that. Um, obviously, Mark Webber, Jake Sharp, um, the, the whole team, Tim Oglethorpe, the whole team. It was really, really good, really well put together, really enjoyed it. Um, my favourite memory, I mean, I, I spoke about on the blog, I, I, I wrote about how Wembley 98, even though the defeat, it was the moment that I knew that it was in my blood and that this would never die, this feeling of love that I have for what is essentially an inanimate, an inanimate object uh, <laughs> of the football team. <laughs> nice way to talk about the <laughs> But, it, you know, it's not a real person is it it's not something not it's not something i can just cuddle i can i can take hold of of players and it's and an I abstract can, I can noun crack, ew, oh, no. <laughs> oh all right then uh, way to make it make it erotic um <laughs> but i i the fact that it was just such a an emotional ending to that match and stuff that that's what really got me there i mean for me as a as a favorite Mo- there are so many. I mean, on a personal note, and and this is a very this is a really niche <laughs> favorite moment of mine. But when I was young, plastic chair. Um, it, no, it wasn't the plastic chair. I'm going back when I was young. Um, we were playing a uh, what would what would now be a pizza cup match, <laughs> and I don't remember who we were playing at all. But it was very very empty. Um, the, the stadium, because obviously it was never as full as a league game for those matches. And me and my dad were sat in our usual season ticket seats in the East Stand. And the ball went out quite near to where I sat, um, but not so close that I you know, didn't have to move to get the ball. Um, but there was no one else sat around us. So literally I ended up being the ball boy. And my memory <laughs> is just of Ian Hendon, Shouting at me, hurry up! <laughs> I don't know. I must have been, I, I don't know, maybe about 15, 16. I, I don't know exactly how old I was back then, in fairness. I, I just remember it being one of those where I just sort of went, okay, I'm doing my best. I can't even find it. <laughs> but yeah, um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just anything like that is just great. But in terms of, uh, you know, an actual on the pitch kind of, uh, obviously 2015-16 will live long in the memory. Of course it will. Anfield, that that win will just... Oh, just Absolutely incredible. And then the, the Sunderland, the loss to Sunderland on penalties in the same competition. Um, that was an amazing night. That was an amazing day, um, you know, going to see that. And so many, so many great, great times that we've done. The Coventry away in the FA Cup in 2015, such an emotional day. There are, there are just so many. And... It's one of those things I, I loved about the fact that when we had, you know, the legends came out at half time and were introduced to the crowd. I mean, a lot of them, you know, they're before our time. You know, we don't remember a lot of those. We weren't there to witness them play, but it was great having them there because we've heard the names. And then you get to the ones that, you know, that, that I can remember, like 
I think Steve Brown is basically the first one that I could remember when they came out in that that order, essentially, didn't they? Steve Brown was the first one that I thought, yes, I, I saw him play for us. Um, Sean Samo, was very quick to point out that Peter Gleisier was walking up Welly Road with chips before the game, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was perfect. I love the fact that he wasn't stood near me, but made a point of coming to approach me to say, by the way, Chaz, just to let you know. <laughs> so I thought that was brilliant like you say though it, it brings together different generations doesn't it because Absolutely. Sean's really old and knows loads of these players <laughs> God bless you Sean um, yeah, yeah good luck Jeffy together. <laughs> yeah. well you don't care you may never hear from me again <laughs> I mean I love the way that, that Scott McLeish was there oh, I, mean, I love that Scott McLeish oh, and that, that brings me back to the memory of, do you remember the celebration, the poke in the eye celebration? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, Love was that. it Stevenage? Yeah. Yeah, Stevenage, Lionel Perez. Lionel Perez had poked him in the eye a couple of weeks, or poked somebody in the eye, hadn't he, a couple it was of weeks? It Dave ago. Watson, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, I think that was it. And yeah, and then Scott goes and scores. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He I, looks I like he could still it. do a job, Scott McLeish. Yeah, he absolutely. does, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. I reckon, I reckon he'd, he'd still cover at least every other blade of grass. He might not get through every single one of them these days, but he'd, he'd get most of them, I reckon. That's yeah, he's, o- he's only here and there now. Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not everywhere anymore, but no, he is here right. and there. Oh, brilliant. Well, and Bunny not- as well. Bunny being Bunny. there. I mean, yeah. incredible. Absolutely great. And and obviously, Bukes as well. Um, yeah, just just great having all of these. It's a proper party. Atco. Ian Atkins was yes, there. Ian Atkins was there. I mean, there you go. I, I just Razor. myself really. Razor, oh. Razor, yeah. Imagine putting all of them on the pitch, all those legends, and just saying, right, like, guys, you're playing R11. Let's see what <laughs> you can do. Who would come off worse? Oh, I, I don't think any of them would actually take you up on that offer. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> the only thing about the parade was, was a shame for me was that it's out of season and so you haven't got the likes of Bayo and Ricky Holmes to come back. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine there's the reception that Bayo would get. Oh, if he, if he rocked up, um, huge. But Ricky did say he's playing in the celebrity game, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He did. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think that's what's happening. Yeah. So he said that on the Radio Northampton Cobbler Show, didn't he? So yeah. hopefully we'll see a couple of them coming back over the next few months, um, which will be absolutely fabulous. I, I just I think it was a great way to kickstart these 125th birthday anniversary year. I think it's just. It, what a day. I, I, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed it. It was brilliant from start to finish. Getting to, I, you know, I don't want to set anybody off here, but, you know, getting to spend the whole day with my dad was really good as well. And yeah, it was, it was just, it was just brilliant. A job well done by NTFC. Yeah, to the staff that organised it as well. Yeah. There's so many man hours have gone in, and woman hours. So many hours have gone in. The work that has gone on behind the scenes to get this day and everything surrounding this day to be perfect like it was. They they have they are absolute saints, all of them. And can I just a special shout out for the 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 media team because the social media Everything around this weekend has been written. The, the fact that you know the the proper old school team lineup with the oh, initials for yes. the uh, you know the middle names. I keep it, keep it, make that <laughs> a thing, please. Let's do that constantly. I think that is so good. Um, the fact that yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe maybe not literally name give full name on every single tweet that you do because that must have been. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god i can imagine the copy and pasting that was going on right oh, now gosh, yeah. <laughs> my word um but absolutely the, the fact that even the goal cam did you see the goal cam on twitter yes, on Sunday? i did put into a nice sepia yeah. black and white oh just oh i loved it absolutely loved it quite I a revelation that uh mitch pinnock is called mitch Bur- mitchell bernard pinnock yes that is a, a top quality a star name there mitch absolutely well um jack anthony charles william sowerby uh, oh what a name what's a name what a name i i thoroughly enjoyed all of it Really did. It was brilliant. So well done to everyone at the Cobblers. Um, obviously, well done on the victory. Well done to the three of us. Oh, the other thing. We haven't mentioned it. Can't believe I've not mentioned this. I got my hands on the award. Danny. Oh, you did, yeah. Danny yes. Danny gladly get handed over the award. Didn't warn me how heavy it was. <laughs> it, it is. It's bloody heavy. My um, arm. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> kidding you, right? My arm. Feels really tight. <laughs> it's been passed around like the FA Cup in the pub. It was. <laughs> I loved it. At one point, I went, I went to the toilet and came back, and it wasn't where I put it. And I, <laughs> I was going, "Who's got it? Where's it gone?" Who's I was. It? See, the plan was to give it to you at your car, but it was chucking it down and freezing. And I had Isaac with me, so I thought I'll go and wait in the pub. And then it. I don't think you had time to put it back in your car before everyone arrived. No. And so it looked like we just put it out on a parade. <laughs> we need no top it, bus. <laughs> we do need an open top bus, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was only for second place. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that, do we? Nah. I, uh, no. I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed Ricky and Chris having a good old laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, on the, on I did. Well. Um, yeah, so look, thank you again to every single one of you that came to see us, everybody that said hello to me, Danny, or, or Chesie, or, or Neil uh, on the day. It was great. Thank you to everyone at Northampton Town Football Club just for putting on what was a tremendous day. Um, from our point of view and from everybody that we've spoken to. Um, I hope you've really enjoyed today's episode. It's been fabulous um, being able to share these memories with you and to also um, go through and have a really positive pod. It's mm. been fun. Should we, should we do it again next week? <laughs> that'd be good wouldn't it thank you so much for listening um this is it's all cobblers to me you can support us on patreon if you'd like to it's patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me um danny and i will be back on friday with the preview show looking ahead to carlisle away have a great week cobblers fans and of course happy birthday cobblers happy birthday northampton town football club Way! There's the cup, there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Happy birthday, you beautiful wazzocks. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. 
By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.